Greetings all and welcome to Margin Call, the editorial meeting and podcast for Queston Media. I'm your temporary host and mad queen of the night, Ming Piansai. At the top of the show, I want to remind our listeners, if you like what you hear and want to support us, you can head over to our website at questonmedia.com. That's kwestonmedia.com and click the donate button at the top and, and or bottom of our website. Um, for tonight, I'd like to welcome our guests or in the theme of tonight's show, The Night's Watch, ha ha ha, <laughs> Mila Banerjee and Amelia Gonzalez, to discuss, dissect, and grumble over the show that takes up about half of my brain during most of the day these past couple weeks. Okay, so um, obviously this week, these past weeks have been kind of big. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you can't, I can't, well, I personally can't get anywhere without seeing something, some rant, some, some, some for someone hating, loving, or something in between the show. Um, and speaking for myself, uh, I get a, it's very emotionally, uh, abusive <laughs> in a lot of ways. I don't know about any of you, but the episode, episode four, I cried my eyes out so hard afterwards. My partner Min was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not okay. Um, so because, uh, on Sunday is the finale of Game of Thrones. I really wanted to, to gather like a group of people who had a lot of thoughts on this show because it's so divisive and interesting and it gets it, it, it creates a lot of discussion around a lot of different things. And specifically this last this last week's episode, The Bells, I mean, you were either pissed about it, loved it, or something in between. Um, Mila, I know you had hella thoughts on it. You didn't you didn't necessarily tell me your thoughts but I know you do, and I and I just wanted to start with you, since since you haven't been on our show in quite some time, it's been like months, months of yeah, Nila. Yeah, a long time. Um, yeah, thank you for for having me on, uh, Ime. It's so great to be here on Queston. Um, yeah, I've been you know of watching Game of Thrones probably for the last six years or so, so I've definitely been following along, um, and I I felt in general with the episode, with episode five, The Bell, that from the start, the pacing was off to me. That was one thing that struck me right away. Usually, uh, you know, even with this, in this season, with these hour and a half episodes, I'm just like on the edge of my seat. And I just couldn't settle in that there's something just so strange about the pacing. And I mean, we, you know, I watched the, the episode three, the you know, and I thought that was done really well. I was completely pulled into the, the you know, big war episode with the zombies. Um, but here, I from the beginning, it just, something felt off to me, uh, with, with which is, I think, underlying one of the things that bothered me the most, because I felt like the storytelling, you know, we all know, I think most fans have noticed after the after we went off the George R. R. Martin's books, it's it's felt different. The pacing has been so strange. Everything, you know, I, I went back this summer, like a true nerd fan and watched, or like this winter coming up to um, when the season started and was watching a lot. I watched the first two seasons again. And in the first season, you know, it would take like a two or three episodes to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. And, uh, you know, it, it's now just completely uh, not, you know, now they can, you know, Daenerys can get to to the wall <laughs> from, from, you know, wherever she is in like 
20 minutes. So the pacing of everything bothered me. So I think that was one of the first things that really bothered me about this episode. And then, you know, I guess Daenerys's turn, her choice to destroy um, all of King's Landing again at the point when they had surrendered I wasn't sure. I mean, if she, I guess my, my idea, like, I think, you know, it's true. We've seen for the past seven or eight seasons that Daenerys is uh, ruthless. She is, you know, believes in blood and revenge and uses her dragons now for such things. Um, But I, I, I just didn't quite understand why she was going like street by street and killing all the civilians. Like, why didn't she just fly to the Red Keep? And and do something to Cersei that would like be like look the, you know and and then prove to the citizens like this is the person who put you in danger. I just some of the, some of the choices didn't make sense to me, and I also I actually felt really down by let down by Cersei's narrative. You know, I've, we've seen her standing at the window for so many seasons, and she always has some trick up her sleeve. And the fact that she just stood there nothing happened with her until she just kind of skirted around the the mountain and the hound which was probably the funniest part of the episode and just disappeared into the you know the crypts I I I also and then she was just like her last lines were like I don't want to die I was like what this is not I don't feel like this is again for both of these characters where the writing has been for the past eight seasons. I mentioned earlier um, with you that when I um, was doing some like research among people, my network about about this, and I this one guy I talked to, he is a I haven't talked to him in like three years, but he was like he's like oh I have thoughts, I'll share them with you, and he was like basically like I think that you know uh, at least in terms of the character map for 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 the mad queen or the now mad queen uh is um he's like oh i don't think she is mad i think she made a decision a long time ago like before she even left um to head to king's landing that she was going to torch torch everybody and it was in and i think and he's he's like well i think like i think when she heard the bells i think she was she wasn't sure if if she, if if she was gonna do what she already planned to do, but then she was already so pissed she did it anyways. That was his logic, but I don't really buy that because it's like you're you're you're, you're kind of picking out the the parts of her that would result in that, and then and then forgetting everything else that she was over the course of the the, the, eight, the other seasons. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I don't know how much he went mad. I mean, I think when there was a scene, right, you know, the scene previous to the kind of final battle when she was talking to John um, and, you know, she says, I guess we'll choose fear then. I feel like if anything, the decision was made then that like there's no way she's, you know, I I just, I think it's, it's just feels complicated that in not in a good way that, that her, that just her whole, whole portrayal this season, once she's gotten to Winterfell, has been just that this kind of brattiness and jealousy of John's position. And in a way, it makes sense because she has been working towards this her whole life, and 
to see it not going as planned and to be alone, you know, those are all difficult things. And she does have power and, you know, rage and vengeance, but I just feel like there's some way, I guess I definitely like my emotion during the episode was this definite sense of just this kind of sense of undercutting of her character that, you know, it just, you know, at the end here of these many seasons, um, it, yeah, it, it just was unsettling. It, it made, it just felt un, unfair somehow to like the character that, that had been built in a switch, kind of a bait and switch that didn't, it just didn't seem like it was the next kind of logical step with so much of what had come before. Like there, there was, it's, there seemed like something missing or that like suddenly that the change was too drastic. It wasn't earned. That was the biggest feeling for me. Um, the, like about two days ago before um, this, this podcast and I went to rewatch some of her key um, her key episodes and having watched the last episode and those, it, it like changes how everything she does is now different to me and it makes me really sad because I was like, I really was rooting for her like, I, I mean, I mean, granted I know this, th- th- this will like make her and John go head to head and I like John too I like them both, so it, it kind of bummed me out that it like totally reshaped her storyline if you not now she looks like a villain in every one of her episodes um amelia so i i wanted to know about what your thoughts of, of what we were just saying and if you had anything to add to that no, i think it just feels rushed quite honestly like everything just feels rushed but i don't understand the purpose of rushing it like i would much rather a normal season <laughs> okay yeah yeah but it just feels rushed you know it's like it's like skipping the details, which the details are really important because that that's what makes the story. So it kind of just like goes straight to the action. And then I think you lose the value of really those like detailed moments that really make make it um, not just interesting, but um, meaningful. So I think those details are really important. And um, I just felt it went from like one battle to another battle to another battle to another battle. And I'm just like, man, like, where is anyone's story? <laughs> you know, it's just like a crash right. course, <laughs> I feel. So. Right. Well, like Neela said, the writing definitely changed after they got off the books. Like it was more well paced right. and there was more elegance to everything. Right, and- right, right, right. <laughs> Like the banter between like Littlefinger and and uh, what's his face was like really I don't know enjoyable. <laughs> right, right, then, right. But you know, yeah. uh, George R. R. Martin is still he. I mean, he's still like sharing with them what the end of the books will be. That's at least what I heard. So I'm like, they could still do that, but I don't know. I, one, I don't know. In one episode, it. in one eighty minute episode, we're gonna like. I mean, is this going to be like the next Dexter slash Lost situation? Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> no, I think what's what what one of the things that really feels different to me is that you know, I mean, I think we, myself as somebody who's who loves narrative, has always been so inspired by the risk that that Game of Thrones took. Like I was thinking mm-hmm. a lot about these these twists where you're, you know, especially of course that Red Wedding episode where they really show the horrors of war, right? Where that's so much of what the narrative of this whole series, whether the books or the TV show has been about. And that narrative, whether it was like, you know, Ned Stark getting murdered at the end of the first season, because, you know, things are unfair and war 
and violence create these horrible situations for people or to the Red Wedding where it's like, these are the good guys. I know, you know, the king and his pregnant wife and his mother, but they're being like brutally murdered in front of us. And we're all just kind of left with that feeling because that is war. And so here we are at another twist. Here's this, you know, this, this leader that we followed for all this time, we've watched her grow up, we've watched her come into her powers. And it didn't, it didn't feel the way the other those episodes felt where Mm. I was like, Oh, my God, that's such a knife in the heart. But like, I get it. What else could have happened? Of course, Ned's, of course, Joffrey was gonna, you know, under Cersei's advice, like, do this thing. She didn't have a choice because she was being threatened. You know, of course they walked into this trap at the phrase and this is war. And, and, you know, the Starks are kind of on the losing side at this point. Like we should have seen it coming and Arya's outside and she runs away. You know, that was so powerful, but this time it did it. I was, I think there was a lot of, you know, what? And wait, there, there's all these other mm. outcomes that, that could have, happened and there's you know what if it was more of a confrontation between her and Cersei or she does do some damage but she's kind of trying to talk to the people I mean in all of in all of these other places in you know across the sea where she came into a community or a city and 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 got power it was you know by kind of doing some big spectacle but the spectacle usually had to do with you know, people, you know, innocent people and saving them or, you know, so it just, it's, it just seems, you know, strange that like now she's like, I'm just going to kill like everyone here. And then, you know, what in her, like, there was no kind of resolution either, right? We never go back to Daenerys in that episode. We we're with Arya who goes through the, the, you know, carnage of the city, which I thought was powerful, but like, I also didn't feel that moved by it because I was like, wait, what is going on with the other characters? Um, You know, we didn't, so, you know, yeah, there's a lot to wrap up. I feel like in this last episode, you know, with, it, it just feels like there's no way that she can be on the iron throne now, or if she is, she's mm. going to be removed from it or she, it's, right. it's right. Well, right. there's, I saw I read a thing where they talked about that vision she had when she went to the house of the undying and she has that vision and she's and she's at the the, the throne room in King's Landing and it's like the the roof is open probably because when she burned everything up and she and then she goes to the throne but she did but she doesn't touch it or sit on it or anything and they were saying maybe that's a sign that, that because she scorched King's Landing she she's basically giving up her right to sit on that throne um I have a question though. Do you think the 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 show would have it would have better told her story if let's say a woman had wrote that episode? <laughs> you think that would have made a difference? I don't I mean I don't know. I think it's I think there's been some really interesting, you know, things questions especially with this last season about, you know, Game of Thrones as as finally kind of coming into their own as like a feminist show and I think that's like such a complicated idea of what is a feminist show? To me, Game of Thrones has always been interesting as a, a woman because it has really complicated and powerful like female characters that, you know, of, oftentimes the show has like failed those characters by, of course, the kind of reliance on rape as a plot device to develop said characters. 
but yeah, you know, it's been so powerful. Obviously, we all, you know, have been deeply following like, like you know, Sir Brienne's journey. And obviously, this kind of final payoff to those painful years of Arya being the nameless girl <laughs> kind of finally uh, paid off this season with her, you know, dramatic turn as the, the person to kill the Night King and her kind of turning down of, of Gendry's proposal. She's obviously become the, you know, the one they've been able to hang this kind of feminist creed on. But I've always, I think it's beyond that. It's like, it's interesting because of just the development of these characters. I think there's a couple, I think, so I just, I think I'm confused. One of the criticisms that really sat with me over the last couple, um, this season has been that you know, that the writer, the showrunners, and probably under their guidance, the writers are way more invested in the kind of political parts of the show where, you know, it's about war and the Game of Thrones and that they don't care as much and they have never kind of gone into the fantasy elements. And I've always felt that way about Daenerys. Like, how did, is she like Matt, like, because she's just presented as a normal person, but she like, went into the fire and birthed these dragons out of rocks. And then again, you know, when she went back to the Dothraki in the recent seasons, she, you know, can be, she's like not flammable. And, but like, I never understood that. Like, how does that, how does that like supernatural element like weave into who she is? And then here we are where she's again, like, you know, isolated and alone. Like, I think if I had more understanding of her powers and 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 things like that and also like the night king i was like what you just like disappeared <laughs> like i was so let down by like not understanding any of that we built that up that was like the whole like major subplot of the show and then that's they why all... i think it's not really done yeah the feels like there's something more to it so in a way i feel like because of that, there's this like there's this weird lack so i don't i don't know i mean i don't think that they you know, there's a lot writing on this idea of like, you are your family. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just, I guess it's because they had gone against this idea of her as a Targaryen herself, that she was like, I'm growing up on the other side of this world. I'm learning. I'm not who my father was. I'm not who my brother was. So that even at the beginning of this episode, when Varys was like, you know, a coin flips every time a Targaryen is born and then she kind of fulfills that prophecy I felt like I just again that was one of those like gaps where I was like wait like <laughs> that's never kind of been the case she's always been in in a feminist sense like this woman who's making her own way away from like these men it's always been like her brother's dead her husband died so she's had to kind of make her own way but like when she steps back on this land all of a sudden she's attached to john and she's now as soon as she's her final way she becomes of stigmatized being, sorry I didn't say yeah that. her final way of being is to go you know go crazy uh that yeah so i don't know if that would have changed if it was i think there are other op there were other options to her narrative but i don't i don't know if you know if it i, I mean i don't know much about the right i only know about the way that the showrunners talk about it after the show and they're, they are contradicting themselves in those things. Mm. Amelia, what's, what's an aspect of this, ooh, shoot, at least this, uh, this season or the past seasons that you, that you um, really thought or really spoke to you, I guess, like theme wise. 
not just you know not not just this particular topic but like the 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 arc that the show's gone so it's gone for like you know eight years yeah ten, like, technically. Oh, man. ten technically There's with the, so the two off that they took yeah yeah so i've i've been watching it since the beginning and um yeah, i've always uh i've always really really loved it but i think um yeah, I mean, it's interesting because Khaleesi or Daenerys, sorry, Daenerys, she's always supposed to be the savior. That's kind of been her thing, I feel. Um, but she has always had this, like, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I just feel like this season is a lot about fulfilling pro- prophecies, honestly. So, like, those are expected because the prophecies that we've all witnessed for the last eight years. So I don't know if that's um yeah but that's just what it feels like you know it's like every t- every show every uh episode that comes out I feel like it's like deja vu of like a storyline that I've heard from the past years so um definitely not as like yeah definitely not as like thrilling I mean there are a couple ways it could go this Sunday and like I hope it's a way that's gonna be exciting because the kind of um, predictions that I have in my own mind are not very exciting. I kind of want to do a, a thing where you say well, what you think will happen, and then we'll see if it actually works out. <laughs> well, the, well um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The guy who she killed? Uh, Viserys? No. How do you say his name? Oh, Varys. Oh, Varys? Varys. He had a little note that probably went to the little girl who came in remember he like wrote down who Jon Snow really was so either like that's gonna get out and then like she's gonna I feel like she's gonna kill Jon Snow or try to I just don't think he can end up on the throne I think it's too like or Arya will kill everyone (laughs) (laughs) she has to kill someone with green eyes right that's the prophecy. Oh, right. The three eyes will shut forever, blue, green, and brown. And she's already killed. Blue supposedly was the White Walker. Right. Brown was uh, Walter Frey. And po- I-, I thought it was Cersei. Yeah, I was wrong. Too. It's probably going to be Danny. Because <laughs> so I think mm. she has green eyes. Well, the books say she has purple. It's you, Amy. <laughs> what? It's I you. Hazel. It's you. Hazel. It's a mixture of the two. <laughs> Oh my god, you're like the only person I know. What? Do you say the god of death? Not today, bitch. Not today. Not today. Yeah, I thought she was gonna kill Daenerys. I thought. How what will they do? Like how will I mean Drogon is I mean somebody has well like he is he it is yeah. like the, I still want dragon babies, goddammit. You um, know, but like Drogon is so I mean that I thought it was I also one of the things that really bothered me about this episode is like previous episode they like come out fucking Euron sorry excuse me Euron is like is so I hate that guy so much he immediately like uses the scorpion to kill you know the other dragon and it's so easy they're like on a boat but then on in this in this one they're shooting out like millions of scorpions and they don't hit Drogon it's like they're all of a sudden he's invincible it didn't it's like Right. This is obviously the story stuff. Like you just made it. So in that one, she gets all these things happen to her. But in this one, she's all again invincible. 
that was really frustrating to me. But but so then if you've c- clearly made Drogon completely invincible, he literally has enough butane in his stomach to like torch. I was like, <laughs> this is getting insane. Like he doesn't have to rest. Like he just has endless fire. Like that doesn't make sense. Like this is crazy. So like how can, like I just feel like he's like they've really made him clearly invincible how would how will they i'm just curious as to like i don't doubt that like you know i feel like there's no way that she can redeem herself there's no way that she can take the iron throne but what what will happen to her how how do you kill her how do you kill this dragon who's invincible like i just like with now there's they're they're kind of all laid bare everybody's all the weapons are destroyed the city is destroyed like there's literally no way to to hurt her in in a sense, which is interesting to see how they're going to do it. But like, even if they kill her, what are they going to do with this dragon? Uh, that's a link somehow. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Well, I don't feel Jon like Snow. He's well, he's yeah, he's Targaryen, so maybe it's like right. now you're mine. <laughs> We're yeah. related. You yeah. trust me? Or the dragon right. is like peace. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna maybe. Go like, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm done. It's cool. I'm out. Bye. I just feel like Game of Thrones set such a tone when it when it killed Ned Stark. Like right. when that happened, mm-hmm. all I felt was, oh, no one's safe. Right. So yeah, I feel like it has to end that way. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that's the that's what it's been. That's that's why people watch it. It's because like it's so unpredictable. Like you, no one's safe. The things that you think are secure are just not right so i think that's so hard to that's such a good setup but it's so hard to end right because right. it's like we've already like we set up that no one was it was like the whole thing was the throne the starks are they ever going to kind of come back and then also the white walkers and they cleared up the white walker situation and now it's i think it's tough i am really i think with the whole with with what has been interesting to me, definitely, like I said, my first reaction to the episode was disappointment and frustration at the writing and that like really that Daenerys's character had been just kind of, you know, that it it what didn't lead up to, it didn't kind of add up to me, but it's been really interesting in the kind of aftermath this week or reading you know, threads that there has been this sense that kind of seems, you know, to be divided on like, uh, on on people of color terms where a lot of folks of color are like oh yeah this is totally great you know Daenerys is the is such an example of like white feminism who has all this power and all these resources and then just uses them to like for for (laughs) to destroy things and um it's not and it's not surprising and you know and I I think that's a really I've been really interested in that read I just feel like I think that's a really interesting read by people that ha- says a lot about our times and that there was this whole thing where Daenerys where like Hillary Clinton was like called mother of dragons and like compared to Daenerys a lot like on the election trail in 2016 and so I, th- I think that's it's it's actually a really interesting moment that like that's how people are reading it and that a lot of folks of color on on Twitter have been saying that I just don't think that that's I don't trust that like that's what the showrunners have been like you know formulating that this whole time that like Daenerys is a critique of white feminism like I don't 
I don't buy that that's how what that they were sophisticated enough to like bring that I kind of feel like they sold her out right so who do you think is going to get the iron throne if you were to I I don't I mean it's gonna be Sansa sorry no I feel like I I mean I feel like John and Daenerys like it's gonna they're kind of going to cancel each other out in a way. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like Tyrion will yeah, rule. Maybe, maybe Sansa. Yeah. Tyrion. I mean, or yeah, it, it Gendry. And she did make him no longer a bastard. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know, but and it's, it's, a, it's, it's, I, I definitely don't think, or if it's a John, you know, I mean, I just also feel like I've, I mean, I've, I love John. I love Kit Harrington. Like, a lot but like I feel like you know I was just even in this episode where it's just like his honor is like the thing that where it he's the moral compass I was like okay it's getting a little bit like tiring like why did you know what I mean like it was just like we had to keep seeing him be like no fall back like stop I was just like okay like we get it like can we can you make it more complicated can you like try to talk again like I just felt like it was, it's becoming too heavy handed that he's like the best man and he's reluctant. He doesn't want it and all this stuff. I was like, this is tiring. And so some, I think that something needs to shift like there. So I don't know, you know, I think, I think him, you know, obviously him being on the throne would, it would just, it would feel too obvious for like what, what Amelia said, this whole idea that like no one is safe and that Game of Thrones has always been about not the good guy like kind of getting on the throne all right Amelia, how about you what do you think who's gonna end up on the throne it's not gonna be a throne <gasps> burn the throne <laughs> democracy all the way is that what we're saying the red keep i mean it's gone the red keep is gone. gone no i don't know i really don't know i hesitate to say anyone just because it's just like everything just feels too predictable i just want right. it to be something that totally blows me away I don't know. I mean, I just feel like what I'm anticipating based on last uh, last week's episode is that Arya is going to try to like do something. Try to kill Danny. Yeah. That's what I'm anticipating based on last week's episode. How about who you, who else will, will die do you think? I think Tyrion will die. Really? I think people who have had like a closing moment are going to die. Like, 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 I can tell that Arya's storyline is not over yet. Like, there's some people who, like, they have that moment with that person, and I'm like, they're next. Like, they're also, definitely gonna die. Also, wasn't that horse that she got on with the one that died in the beginning? Right. <laughs> I was like, was that the horse that fell? But horse of one death. Of, like, the thousands of horses or whatever. But white horses are supposed to be either a sign of death mm-hmm. or right. um, victory or something. I guess we'll never know until Sunday. Yeah, so I, I think um, Arya is going to try to kill Danny. I think Danny is going to try to kill Jon Snow. And I think Tyrion is going to die. What if she tries... So Danny always kills people with the fire? dragons? With fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if Jon is um, also a Targaryen... Uh-huh. Would he be resistant to fire at all? I don't know. That's don't a good know. question. Much like, well, I mean, the Night King wasn't burned. Would he, would he, I think he's Targaryen. 
Uh, we'll never know because they don't care about the fantasy. Damn elements. it! <laughs> T TBD. Right. TBD. All right, ladies. Um, thank you guys for coming on. It's cool. Thank you. Thank, thank you, though. Thank you for yes. coming on. I appreciate it. I'd like to introduce our next guest, Catherine. Uh, Catherine is what I like to call the fangirl of all the fandoms everywhere. That's from true. anime to Lord of the Rings and beyond. No one can hold a candle to this woman. She literally <laughs> knows more than most do, probably. More than most fanboys. Anyways, I would I would like to say. Um, Catherine, Kat, Kat, uh, thanks for coming on. First of all, welcome to our little uh, weird collection of people who come on to talk about stuff. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, so before you got on, we were kind of talking about um, the how the writers kind of kind of dropped the ball this season about connecting dots we don't have to talk about that per se but i'm just gonna throw it at you because i know you have lots of thoughts and feelings about what's happened this week and last week and what's happening soon i mean we went to an event um together in san francisco a couple weeks ago and we were uh there was yes. there were these two people who showed up in full costume and in, in white walker costumes one was night king and one was danny as a white walker and we both were like oh spoiler right right <laughs> so i've been ever since that event i've been just like is she gonna become a white walker is she gonna right, become right, a white walker? right hasn't happened yet but i would love to know your thoughts on what has happened what you think will happen and basically anything in, in the thrones realm that you want to talk about i am open the door is wide open for you cat i think that the issues with you coming on the podcast was that you, mm -hmm. you had so much thoughts coming in it just it just the internet couldn't handle the bandwidth was too much yeah it just, just like no she's got too many feelings it's not going to translate through the web so there you go so girl <laughs> thank thank you for having me well you know game of thrones is one of my favorite shows i read mostly book one through four i stopped somewhere when it's like after Jon Snow got stabbed and I was like, well, I'm going to stop reading. And I did. And then so <laughs> <laughs> seeing the whole, you know, when he came back to life, I was like, I knew it, but I didn't know how the show was going to show that. So I was glad that he came back. But now I'm like, after all that has happened, I'm like, was it worth it? <laughs> like for real, like what's really going on right now? I will say season eight is a disappointment because a lot of people are saying the writers had the books to fall back on. They don't have the books to fall back on on this season. So they're literally making it up out of thin air. I did notice all the writers were male and I was just like, do y'all know your fantasy stuff? Do you D&D? &D? Do, do you do any of that? I feel like you're just treating this as like a typical Showtime typical HBO show and I'm like it's so much more than that it's like the writing's very thin and for again we what 10 years of character development and everything money being thrown everywhere like the fact that they filmed the battle of Winterfell for what three four months and it was all in one episode as a former person that worked in the film industry I would be hella mad like I spent four months in the cold and you're just going to put it in, like, what, an hour and ten minute episode? Well, what, Why? what did you want to happen? 
Well, first of all, I thought the battle was going to be at least two episodes long. I feel like that would have made a lot of build up towards the Night King being destroyed. I feel like we would have more personal time before the people who died died. And I feel like that would have more time in foreshadowing stuff towards the stuff that's going to happen in King's Landing. But we didn't have any of that. It was just like, whoosh, done. You know, and I was just like, yeah, it was really intense and all, but it was just, I mean, Brienne was just literally yelling and killing everyone, which was cool. But I was just like, I wish there was more time of her. And same with Jamie. Like, you know, I thought he couldn't fight, but apparently he's, I don't, I still don't know how he survived that battle of Winterfield. I don't know how he did that, but he survived. And just even with the people in the, in the crypt, like we could have had more scenes there and we didn't. So that was a letdown. I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, the first two episodes of this whole season were lame. I remember that. I remember the first episode. I was like, this is a filler episode. Episode two, another filler episode. Episode three, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then episode four, I was like, so we're doing fan service? Fan service and a Starbucks cup. Like, <laughs> And then the funny thing was, when I was watching it live, I did notice the showrunners being, you know, they had cameos as the, like, Winterfell people. They were in the same scene with the Starbucks cup. So they were acting, but they didn't see the Starbucks cup when they were acting. I was just like, that's that's a, that's a whole representation of how I feel about season eight. Like, professionals, but you can't recognize what's real in front of you. So they were acting in that scene with the, with the cup, and I thought that was, okay, cool. But the fact that, okay, last week episode, I was very disappointed. I think you were the first person I kind of was like, yo, I'm hella disappointed. And you were like, why? I was like, there's so much. Like, where should I begin? I'm not even mad about Danny doing her thing because that was expected to happen. I mean, it was very, it was a lot. And I, as a decent human being, I was like, damn, that's a lot. Like, She's really killing everyone. I'm sad. Like, that's sad. Stop. That's sad. But that's that's my normal reaction towards a character that makes sense. Everyone else in that whole episode? No. No. First of all, I mean, Cersei, death. We, we know about her death. Like, as someone said, she died to construction. Construction killed her. I saw the video and I was dying. That, that video, I was laughing for a straight like 20 minutes when I watched that show. She killed Cersei. I was, and then like, so I, I kind of want to work backwards. So that was really disappointing. Then Jamie and Euron fighting. Why? First of all, he survived the, the burning of his fleet just to fight Jamie on some lame ass fight. And then he's like, oh, I'm the man that killed Jamie. And I'm like, no one cares about you. Is there one thing in the sea season that you that you appreciated? I, I know a lot of it you had issues with. Is, is there one thing that you did like about it? Uh, this season, I did like that all of Arya's training has really showed, like, she, like, we, as an audience member, we knew she was not to play with. But now her family and friends are seeing the same thing we're seeing, like, wow, that girl's a beast. We didn't know. Maybe she was right in doing that crazy training. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that Sansa is very on point on everything. Everything she said is coming true. 
So I'm really glad that she's the voice. I'm really proud of the Starks. The Starks are really pulling it Sansa through. Sansa got smarter. That's like the one positive thing that came out of this season. Is right, that Sansa right. like got a clue and she was like, y'all don't know what you're doing. Why are you going right. to King's Landing? Your troops are fucking tired. Danny's like, we will go now. <laughs> right. And I feel and John's like, like, I feel we, like we will follow our queen. Right. And I feel like having the Starks like that I think is a really great closing part towards the season because we started with the Starks. We were with their family that whole first season and we learned, you know, their little sayings, their traditions, their values. And now that it's the last season, we're seeing that play to the point where I'm yelling out, like, you know, a Stark doesn't go South. I was yelling that in the last episode. Why are there two Starks in the South? Starks don't go South. Like I kept saying that and like seeing, um, just seeing how just Arya, like she's in the south and she's doing her thing and how, you know, she she had that mission to get Cersei and then, you know, the Hound was like, nah, go, go. I was like, so we're going to wait until we're inside the place. She's literally 100 feet and then you're going to tell her no. Like, I understand it's for safety purposes, but like, it was more so like, he was like, well, like, I've, like, he's basically telling her, like, you know, I've been, this has been my goal my whole life. And you're too, you're too young to have this goal right now. I think, I kind of think, like, he had a revelation that even though they were both kind of on the same path and she was kind of mimicking him in some way, he kind of realized, like, this girl's still hella young, dude. Like, she needs to live a right. life. She's I like, go think home, she's girl. dead, to be honest. I think Arya might be dead. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, but she is death. So at the same time, I That's true. Arya is very tricky because she could die. But then at the same time, she might not die. She's very 50-50. It's 50-50 with me because she is all about that plain death person because she is death, like literally death now. And and so I'm like, you know, this girl is just like, you know, she's very much like Jon Snow. Both of them are like the perfect, you know, he probably he doesn't mean to, but he kind of represents death in a way too, where everywhere he goes, well, he's been dead. Stuff is, <laughs> right. Stuff is being destroyed and he's always right. in the middle looking confused. Like, I'm like, why did it take I, you 20 minutes? I to don't want any more titles. <laughs> he was just like, wait, we're fighting. The- wait. And I'm like, you're not gonna, you're just gonna wait there. And then he started to say fall back. And I was like, okay, John, like, what's your next plan? You, you're gonna die. Like, Danny's gonna get you but at the same time like okay Danny so I understand your little tantrum um I don't know if she destroyed the iron throne because the castle did fall apart so I'm like unless that throne is just you know it can never fall apart is she thinking like if you want the throne nobody can have the throne and so she destroyed it so then she can make her own throne or is it still there and she's gonna be like okay, I run the show, but she's not even going to do it for long because who is going to be, like, backing her? There's, like, hardly any people. It's just her armies. And then you have to deal with the other um, the other kingdoms. They're going to be like, we don't care if you're a Targaryen. You, we heard what you did to your own people. We we don't want you. So what if, here's a theory. Okay, so the letters that Varys was writing, what if, let's assume he's sending these to all the different kingdoms. Oh, he definitely like, did. Like, he so definitely and so did. this, so and so that. So, and then, and then, you know, 
even though Danny won, technically, Sansa bitterly said, what about mm-hmm. the North? And right. I I went back and I watched a bunch of old episodes with, with um, and I, there's that part where Yara asked Danny for independence for, for the mm-hmm. for the Iron Islands, and Danny was way more like slightly open to this concept, right? But when Sansa asks, it's a completely different everything. Maybe because Sansa's a little more aggressive, probably. Or I feel like I feel like at the same time, it's like. They know, like, with Danny, she's a Targaryen, and they're legendary in being, like, you know, the man in charge. They're legendary. With the Starks, you know, this was right after, you know, the Red Wedding, you know, Ned is dead, Rob is dead, Cat is, everyone's dead. And so it's like, for a while, you know, Winterfell wasn't run by the Starks. It was run by the Boltons and stuff. And so now that, you know, the Starks... Stark, it was basically Sansa, came back and took it everything. They're just like, you're the daughter of, like, they don't even look at her as, you know, Lady Sansa. They look at her as, you're Ned Stark's daughter. You want what? You're just a kid. And it's like, no, I'm a full grown woman. Like, you don't know what I've been through. I know what I'm doing. And it's like, I think they're looking at her like, she don't know what, what, what she knows what she's doing. Cause, you know they haven't they haven't seen her. She's been hiding. She was in Kings. She was everywhere. And so I think I think like outsiders are looking at her like, oh, yeah, with Sansa because but then because it's like when you look at like Jon Snow, he you know I mean yes he's a guy and then and that's another whole topic about Game of Thrones writers writing the women characters kind of right. weak. We discussed that sort of in that. Right, right. Because I'm just like, okay, we know, we know she's a woman and she's emotional. Oh, so you're a better leader because you're a man. I was like, did the Varys have said that? Like, for real? We're going going down that path. We couldn't say John is a better leader because of his qualities, not his gender. Like, I was just like, I don't care if this was set 50,000 years in the past. Or this is a fantasy. It's just the concept of the words, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, just because, you know, it happened in real life doesn't mean it has to happen in our in this in this fantasy. It's kind of like how we discussed the sexual assault. Like, you know, there was a time where they kept showing it on the screen. And then many people were like, why you got to show it? Like, we know the time. We don't, we don't have to see it. And so, you know, they, they stopped showing that. So at the same time, why must you go down that path and be like, Oh, you know, she's, and it, it happened in every episode of the season. I noticed. God was like, okay, we get it. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, we know John is the better leader, but it's not because of his gender. It's because he's not, tar- he's not a f- crazy Targaryen. He, luckily, that Stark side, you know, is that strong side, <laughs> and that makes him logical. And because he died and came back, that Jesus figure, you know, you got to give credit to being the chosen one in, in a story like this. And so that's that's another annoying thing. Just the, the, For me, it's just the writing. It's very flat and thin. And as a writer myself and teaching kids how to write, I'm like, for people who are, who are, who are, who are spending $10 million per episode, y'all write like you're all in college. Like, that's sad. And, and, and that's why... From this morning, I saw nearly half half a million people are like they want this whole season remade. I'm like, 
if you find the right billionaire who supports this, it could actually happen <laughs> with some new uh, directors. I, I don't know. The cast won't do it again. But I'm curious. I've asked the, I've, I asked our other guests so far what you think is going to happen on Sunday. I mean, there's a lot of loose ends flowing in the wind right now. Uh, there's 80 minutes worth of stuff that has to somehow make everything make sense. Or like I said before, like I said before, it might end up another like Dexter slash Lost series where fans are like pissed or like they like nothing like yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping not. Like, I, I'm really hoping that I feel happy. I'm not happy, but content at least. Uh, um, but content w- is what I'm hoping for too. <laughs> like, I mean, after seeing last week's episode, I remember at the after it went off, I was like, I don't care about the ending. I don't care. I just want, I just wanted to end now. Like, it, that was my first feeling. But then after a few days passed by, um. I feel like, you know, people are going to die. Tyrion's my favorite Game of Thrones character. And he has been so, he's been such such lame sauce lately. Like, he is so lame. He annoys me. Well, I'm literally yelling at him on the screen like, bruh, just because you haven't gotten late, you, you, you just lost all sense. Like, what's up with you? It's kind of crazy that he's been wrong every time now. Well, I think he's also realizing that he backed the wrong horse. I but think. he should have, like, caught on that. Like, he he was better at doing that a few seasons ago. It's like, this time, it's like, I feel like she's the only one. And even though I know Jon Snow is it, I feel like Danny is whatever. But I'm like, dude, you forget that she's a fool. Like, I don't know if you remember. Like, he probably heard the stories I don't know if he was alive when he saw her father or understood, like, you know, she lost, like, the one person that, you know, was, like, a sister to her. And she didn't have any family. So for her to have that family and she just went such a crazy way and then she said, like, Jarkaris at the end, too. So she was literally taking that to, like, another level. And she lost her she lost her another dragon too and so that was literally what it just snapped in her and i don't think Tyrion understood the extent of her anger like she's always been a mad person that's why she's always like you know always just threats and she has nothing nice to say because she's just all brimstone and so i feel like he didn't understand or see that and he lost that foresight because I feel like he was just looking at this young, beautiful girl and how he was like, yes, we're putting the right person on the throne and everything's going to be okay, you know? Because he's like, John, he he knows John's a good leader, but he he can't see him being in King's Landing. And then when Varys was like, you know, no, it should be John. He's like, well, maybe they can marry. And then it's like, but John is not going to marry an aunt, you know? It's It's crazy. So I feel like Tyrion is is gonna be like the final bells for him. <laughs> pun. Final bells oh, for that, Tyrion. <laughs> that, that was a good accidental pun. I gotta I gotta clap my hands for that one. We're we're having a closing curtain on him and it's making I I'm prepared to see him go because he's been slain to me. And I feel like, you know, if it's not gonna be Danny, 
I feel like Braun is going to pop out of nowhere and it's going to get him. Because we're, we're forgetting about Braun. Like, Braun is like, I'm going to kill you, but I don't get what I need. And I did see a meme about, um, he's the last Lannister, so that means he has to cover all the debts. And I was like, ooh, that's true. So maybe Braun might kill him after all, which is crazy. But there's, but there's no more Cersei, so he literally has no one else. He literally has no one else. So it's like, and Jamie's dead. So it's like, Ron's going to be like, where my castle at? Where is this? And then T- Tyrion's going to be like, wait, I have to deal with what Danny did. And the- but, he's going to be like, nah. But I think Ron's going to, but Ron's not dumb. Like, he's going to realize that there's like hell of shit that's like, clearly the queen is not stable and she's going to have to go because True. the writers have tried to fuck up a beautiful character that we were, were championing for eight fucking seasons only right. to go down in like five minutes so upsetting and, and plus Braun has the same crossbow crossbow that Tyrion had to use against his dad so what better way for Tyrion to go out the same way as his dad who he most hated in his life I feel like he's good either way Tyrion's gonna go by an arrow an arrow's gonna get him and I'm gonna be like oh poetic justice well, I, I, I don't want to see him go out and fire. I don't want him to be pushed. I don't, I mean, the only way if he was pushed o- over the thing, that kind of reminds me of the early seasons where, you know, the moon door and how he actually met Braun was because of, you know, that could be, you know, where I'm trying to think of the weakest links in a weak ending because that's how the writers are just giving me weak stuff. So I have to limit, like, I have to lower my expectations and be like, what's the closing circle in this weak storyline? Oh, if he went out by an arrow or if he was pushed in, like, some kind of moon door kind of thing. That's how Tyrion would die. Um, Arya, like I said, it's 50-50. She, you know what? She might do some kind of suicidal mission. She might kill Danny, but then end up getting killed by the dragon. I wouldn't be surprised. And I would have been like, hell mad but i'd be like but she killed danny though and then the, i don't know what the i don't know who but first of all if you're gonna kill danny who gonna kill the dragon because you know the dragon has the will to do the same thing that he just did in the last episode because <laughs> he don't care he's like my mom's dead i'm burning this whole earth well if if drogon and, and danny share a link already would that would her dying do something to that link that's a good question because Again, like when her other two dragons died, she felt that and it really affected her. That because, like, when she lost her first dragon, you kind of saw her being doubtful and kind of losing her steps a little bit. She's like, Oh, I lost a dragon, I messed up. Then, when she lost the second one, it was so fast. Then she was just like, it, I feel like she didn't have time to catch up, and that's why she had that moment of locking herself in the room, like crying. I understood that. I understood why she did that. Because I was like, yeah, she didn't have time to grieve. She didn't have time to grieve for Miss Anjay, too. So I, I get, I, I, I'm not worried about Danny because I know she's going to die. And I, under, I understand her path. Now, um, Jon Snow, my question is, he's like, I don't want it. I don't want the throne. He's going to have to either move Danny, like kill her to sit the throne. Or he's going to do something that's going to unite all the kingdoms. Either way, whatever he does, it's going to unite the kingdoms. Hopefully. But at the same time, at the 
same time, I keep thinking, because, like, again, my favorite quote is what Ramsey said, and I hate Ramsey, is when he said, if you think this is a happy ending, you're not paying attention. So I feel like, no, it's not going to be a happy ending. It's just going to be destruction and then hope, maybe hope rising from the ashes. That's what I feel like, and it's going to just end like that, and you're going to just be like, what uh, if, what if, sure, okay, sure, it's 80 minutes, sure, probably <laughs> but what if it's a time jump? Oh gosh, not like Marvel in Avengers Endgame. I, dude, I think it's possible at this point. Anything. I mean, how ridiculous the the writers have gotten. I would not put it past them to jump ahead in time. It well, would it would help resolve so many issues of trying to figure out how to squish a storyline that you can just narrate it in like fifteen minutes. Oh, and then and then Danny marched north and killed Sansa. Like shit like that. <laughs> You know what? I was worried about that too because I was like, there's so much time. There's not enough time because if Danny really wanted to kill all her doubters after she, you know, set up base in King's Landing, she's going to go after the North and kill Sansa because she's like, right. you, you, you betrayed. Yeah, Sansa's not going to bend the knee and the North it's, never will. You know what? You know what? What if, okay, I'm queen. John's going to be like, Danny, you fucked up. And she's going to be like, fuck you, tries to kill him. Somehow he rolls away and she's like, okay, he's dead. But it doesn't kill him because he's Targaryen. Meanwhile, she's going to fly to Winterfell, let me kill your family. That's when I'm going to be like, either Jon's going to find some crazy power somewhere or Arya's just already going to be, somebody's going to intercept and then we're going to have Battle of the Winterfell part two. <laughs> and, um, because Really? Because we still have Bri- we have a bunch of people in the north. That's you just sound like me around. during during the scene with 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 Hawkeye and Black Widow. I'm like someone's gonna come through. Something's gonna right. happen. Something's right. gonna happen right now. No, right. <laughs> and gonna happen. You know what? Brienne might have to die too. I don't want her, but she's gonna have to die, and she's gonna die defending Sansa. And Sansa's gonna be like, "Okay, I'm by myself." Maybe Tyrion comes out, and maybe Tyrion dies to save. I don't know. It's 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 up in the air because from the preview, which was nothing, they should have never shown a preview. It should have just been shown. Stay tuned because well, it's just her walking on what. But they're but but her army is all. It's like they're going somewhere. They're all lined up for a reason. Where are they going? They're going back to Winterfell because there's no other place to go. There's nowhere. There's nowhere else to go because Dorne and Highgarden. They're already under Lannister think, territory. So Danny's not going to stay in King's Landing. That's your prediction. Episode, episode, what episode is this? Six? She's, she's not going to stay. She's going to go back to Winterfell? She's going she's gonna to be like, look, she's going to have some talk with John. She's going to be like, now that I've done, I've came to do what I've done. Now when you start uniting, I need your sister to bend the knee. And then he's going to be like, yeah, about that. Um, the North needs to be the North. Like, yeah, no, I don't want that. Your your sister can get the smoke too. And she gonna hop on that dragon and she gonna fly back to Winterfell and then John's gonna be like, what the fuck? She gonna kill my family. See, the one thing, all this stuff is messed up to John, but for John to really take action is when you come after his family. Like when people came after his brothers in the night watch that's when he remember because he was like he was the enemy for so long and then when they're like let's go go let's go to the castle black and this and then he's like oh hell no i'm gonna start i'm gonna betray all y'all i gotta run back to the castle half dead because y'all trying to come for my family 
Well, the and Stark so, family theme has, has come up quite a bit this season. Like when Arya and him reunite and she's like, like, don't, you know, we're your family. Like, don't forget about that. Like where you come from. Like, it's, right. it's like, it's, and then he's also like with Danny. So it's like this weird, like, I want to, I love her, but right. I also love my family. So I, I think, I think there's going to be some like match between the Starks and, and Danny because there's no other thing. And there's no happen. other major family left. I mean, we have. Right. Dara on the Iron Islands. She's like, I'm over here on the islands. I'm not fucking with none of y'all. I don't want to go to war no more. I got my little happy happy island. I'm good. I'm good. Right, right. And so, like, it's literally, you know, for so long, the Lannisters were the enemy. And for them to be just gone like that, Thanos snap, like that, that um, now it's just one Targaryen against a whole family of Starks. And you know what? Because we're no not army. done. With, we're not no done with Bran. Fucking Bran. We're not done with him. If I don't get a satisfying Bran ending, I'm gonna throw the remote at the fucking TV. <laughs> Bran's gonna be alive because Bran has to tell the story to the next people. Whoever well, survives. Isn't this. that Sam? Isn't Sam the one who's technically probably writing? I don't the book? know. Sam. Sam's been a little bitch lately. <laughs> First of all, he should have been in that crib. I'm mad. You got your homie dead. You got you. Your homie killed. Got killed because your stupid ass was like eh. poor Ed. Poor Ed. I feel so bad. I know. R. I liked him. He was a solid he was, leader. He was a good friend. He was a good friend. He was always there for John. And then fucking Sam comes around, and it's all. And over. I was like, any other episode, I love Sam. And that's another thing. The writers make me hate Sam. That has never happened before. Because Sam was just one of my favorites. How in like a span of like twenty minutes, you made me hate him. I was like, Sam, you're annoying. You need to be in the. F-. And then the fact that the next episode, you find out that Jilly Gilly, whatever her name is, is expecting. Gilly. I was like. Gilly's expecting, and your ass was out with your book having ass with a sword. <laughs> I know you were you were a man of the black, but no more because you slept around. So you should have been in the crypt or somewhere locked up. But nor but nor was safe inside or outside. True, but uh, so we're not done with Bran, and I feel like the ending is with him. Because I know a lot of people were like, Sam is writing the story. What if it's Bran writing the story? Because he has to pass this on to the next generation. And there's going to be, maybe there's going to be a situation where, you know, books are becoming a thing for regular people. You remember back in history where now everyone can read. Hooray! So he has to write it down. And that's not just for the Citadel people. It's for common folk like us. So is your theory basically that this that the whole eight seasons is basically a mind meld between Brand and whoever he's telling the story to? Maybe. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like... I just had to put it like, there. That that's basically what he's saying. He's trans... Like the how the old Three Raven... Fifty-three Raven did to him. Uh-huh. Is, it, is it one big download dump or upload right. dump or one of the right? Two? Yes, yes. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. If that's like that's yeah. so fucked up. But at the I'm same time, okay that. it would be uh, an ending that would make sense because this episode, this season has been so weak, and so that ending would be a cop out. But I would accept it because I'm like, I that's an expecting from the season. I wouldn't. I would not be like. Okay, I get it. Cause y'all suck. 
So this is the ending. Okay. Because I don't see anyone else. Like, okay. So this whole series is called A Song of Fire, of Ice and Fire, Fire, Ice, whatever. A Song of Fire. And I've been trying to figure out, like, okay, from the books. Okay, we know Fire and Ice. We know who that is. But at the same time, that could just be one person. And so it's John. It's just John. And I'm like. I was talking with someone. They're like, what if Fire and Ice is John? Because he's fire and ice. And I'm like, that makes sense. So does that mean he's going to take the throne? He doesn't want the throne. So what does that mean? <laughs> right. Because a song. And somebody has to write this damn song down. It reminds me of Lord of the Rings with the with the song of the bard or whatever. And how it told a tale. And I'm like, okay, so are you going to sing the tale of Jon Snow? And you know what? We have not really seen his fire side. So maybe we get to see his fire side in this last episode. Like he has a fiery spirit, but he's hella north. He's hella cold. He's hella ice. He was raised in the north. That's all he knows. Right. He doesn't know about his father's side. But he's going to have to reach on the Targaryen side just to beat another Targaryen because Targaryens are basically like untouchable unless but you... even if you did that would you believe it in the, in the span of however long the camera's on him for this last episode would you be uh, like oh this makes sense all of a, like all of a sudden danny is this like fucking ruthless person all of a sudden john is this fucking like no it doesn't mean... it's like a targaryen would, in like five I, minutes i would not be surprised again look at the pacing of the other episodes everything starts off hella slow for the next on for the first minutes so people are gonna be staring talking a person's going to be curiously dead and then we're not going to talk about it. We're going to move on to the next death and I'm going to be like, hmm. Then the last 20 minutes is going to be like, death, 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 and then the future and then the end. I'm going to be upset. No, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. I'm just going to be already upset. Like, when the show comes on, I'm going to be like, this bullshit. (laughs) Like, I'm already going to be upset because... These damn writers and thinking like, oh, let me put this in the script. They're going to really like this. No, we don't. Stop it. And I read an article about one of the writers who was like, this is what I do to get in the mood. You know, I watch some of the episodes. You know, I listen to me. I'm like, you better be eating, breathing, shitting the the books. You better be playing Dungeons and Dragons in your sleep. You got to be doing everything because I feel like. Y'all did not take this seriously enough. I'm still mad about the Battle of Winterfell. That should have been two, three episodes long. Because as a film shoot, film shoot, you're going to be lit in Ireland for four months to film one ep- one episode. Look at me. One episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it took them months to, to shoot Avengers. And you know how much we got out of it? We got four hours or more of content but they still edited it down and it was still good you're telling me they probably have thousands of hours of this big battle but you're gonna fit it in like an hour and 80 minutes maybe it was less i think that was one of the hour 20 minutes i don't know it doesn't matter it's just ridiculous and that each episode is millions of dollars like i feel like they don't they need an accountant or they need talent or both because i'm mad (laughs) Uh. <laughs> i hope our listeners can appreciate the preview of a future podcast called cat's corner that's debuted <laughs> on margin call today it, um, it might it might because 
it, logically, logically, from an artist's perspective, if I'm going to write a big show for people, and if Lost taught us anything, and I know because I was faithful to Lost too, and I saw that ending. I can't remember the ending. That's how upset I am. They My, went to like a, a church, like a building. Right, and the that door opened, and it was white, and it ended. And I was like, so I wasted all my years in high school and all my years in college and this is how it ends and I was like you know what and then I deleted it from my brain I just deleted it and I was like I remember that first season of Lost that was really good and that's all I remember and the penny it's not Penny's boat that was a good episode too because I was like holy shit oh my god that was such a great feeling they don't have that anymore Game of Thrones like like I just I don't know and then there's I feel like for me the best part especially for this season it's just the fans the fans are making it worth keep watching because some people are like they're like they're upset they stop watching I don't I don't blame them they can stop but for me it's the fans it's like reading the theories reading and laughing at the memes and all the little jokes like it's keeping me happy and it's making me want to watch more and I have to have a shout out to the fans because thank you it's not possible it really wasn't possible without us because we could have like not watched a show from in the beginning and then the show would have been canceled but because we're such a strong fan base and we care you know they kept doing this for us and now that they're failing in front of us it's up to us to make it entertaining that we can have something to talk about and share because they're not doing their job and so Thank you to all the theories. You know, I really thought that last last episode, Danny was going to have a bunch of army or a bunch of dragon babies coming out and showing up and really going to town because that would have been even more exciting. That would have been more sad, but I would have been excited. I would have been like, there's a purple dragon. There's a blue dragon. There's... I would have been hyped. But no, it was still the same old dragon. And then the thing with the babies, like I know people say, oh, those babies are probably dead or, you know, the Night King control everybody and since he's dead, he doesn't control nobody. But, I mean, we still don't know anything about this dude. Like, the, the extent to his powers. Is he Targaryen or he just has super crazy ice powers that no dragon fire can kill him? Which makes me, that makes me wonder, like, well, if no dragon fire can hurt you, but dragon glass can, even though he was stabbed with a Valerian stick. Like, that's just so many questions and we're not gonna, we're not gonna get answered. That's not gonna get answered. That, that made me mad at the same time as when Arya took him out, I was like, cool, but then all my questions are gone. Like, all my answers are gone. He, we, I, I had so many questions and he's dead everybody's we dead do. we all do so i'm like wait i want to learn more about and then they're like there's like six spinoffs i don't care about the spinoffs tell right. me now yes tell just me use now. that money to, to finish this season that you guys dropped the ball on <laughs> oh and then another thing ghost the last dire wolf for real like, well, isn't Nymeria technically also the last direwolf? Yeah, but she's living her best life. She might be the smartest one of all. She's, she knows. Her and Arya are connected, but not connected, but they're the same person where she's living her life. She's living her life. She don't, you know, whatever. But Ghost is the last faithful direwolf who's in it to win it, you know? And I'm like, first of all, I thought he died and then he was alive. 
Secondly, I was messed up. It was messed up what John did to that dog. And I was like, that's fucked up. And then I read the reason why is because another thing up in the department office, we don't have enough money in our budget to show John petting ghosts. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So we're going to spend how much money of a dragon flying around, you know, birdie shit when you could have just looped that. I would have not been mad at that at all. And then you're going to use all this other special effects on what was something else that showed up? Oh yeah, the white walk. Like, really? But you can't show one scene that would have meant so much to us fans of him petting. It could have been a puppet. It could have been a Jim Henson, Sesame Street ass, direwolf puppet. Sesame we Street have green screens. He, you could have seen John walk up. Like, like they showed ghosts. You could have put John put there. His, you could have done the whole, let me put my hand down. And yeah. then, you know, whatever. Yeah. But y'all could, like, that was, that's how I'm like, y'all wasting money. Y'all are not thinking because in Lord of the Rings, we have Gandalf, we have Ian McKellen, like, he's eight, nine feet tall, and we're doing simple ass intro to video tricks to make him look tall. But y'all can't, y'all can't show ghosts getting pet by John. I'm, I'm so upset about That's one of the most things I am, I am livid about. That dog is my life. So, so Kat, when I put this episode out, I'm going to create a segment, like a minute of this, and I'm going to tag HBO in the Game of Thrones so that, so that your your concerns are, are they'll know. They'll probably, they might see it. Angry black girl is still mad. I know. <laughs> you got, F- the FBI knows about my posts. And this FBI is like, this little black girl oh, is all hurt. about her fandoms. Oh. The most angry thing she's angry oh. about is the Game of Thrones thing. I could tell from her algorithms on Facebook and Instagram. So they probably, you know, at HBO on Twitter, like, yo, there's this fan. You need to watch out. She's talking mess. I don't care. Let HBO know. They need to do better. You know, once this season, once this show's over, I'm going to be like, bye. I'm making room for Watchmen because that's coming up next. And I'm like, I'm for that because I need to get. I'm just really mad that it took two years and this is what we get. I think that's another reason. Right. Like, you guys took this long because we thought it was going to be so amazing and you have six episodes and the plot is gone and your writing staff took a vacation and you don't give a fuck about what the fans want. You don't care about the things that you've built for the past, like, seven seasons. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, to some degree, I understand why people like it. It's because it's just like an end note. It's it's like you're waiting for the air to, like, leave your body. And you're like, okay, it's almost over. But at the same time, you're, like, missing out on all these things that you, like, loved over the course. And obviously, you forget things after seven years. And there's a big, there's a two-year gap. You forget. And naturally, fans are going to forget things. And so, if like, I went back and I watched it. And... Like key moments for 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 Khaleesi, and I was like, now she's a fucking villain. Like all those shots read like a fucking villain, and it makes me fucking sad. I was like, I loved all these moments, and now you're telling me that it was just her building up this army of people of color <laughs> to, 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 to just go murder a bunch of white people. <laughs> I didn't even make get me to feel- that part. I didn't even get to the part of this of this podcast. I didn't even get to that part. How are the people in the Winterfell are her people and they're the first people of color to die. And I was like, 
they sure like seeing people of color dying or being subjected to slavery and then being liberated by, you know, a crazy white female who turns out to be a villain. Like, but, but now they'll be saved by a white man from the white woman. <laughs> we, I mean, no one's, as I said, nobody's winning this Game of Thrones. Nobody's winning. Nobody. But if you play the play the Game of Thrones, you die or something like that. So then, who do you think is going to sit on the throne by the end of the eighty minutes that we're going to have to sit? I wish that throne. I wish that throne was destroyed, just so I could be like nobody. Danny's going to make her own throne. But are you also also thinking it's going to be a democracy now? People going to (gasps) vote? That'd be kind of cool. You know, weird, but it'd be cool. As we can think of all the cool ideas, it's not going to happen because we have to remember who wrote the show. Those two people. I'm not going to say their names because it's blasphemy. <laughs> and I don't want to taint your podcast saying their names, but... <laughs> are, are they Voldemort? Is that who we're basically calling? I'd rather, I'd rather they Voldemort who must not be named. At least it would have a great, a great ending. Voldemort would have been a better writer. Honestly. Um, Damn. That's... <laughs> That's some harshness there, Kat. Wow. You really went uh, to the jugular with that comment. I'm just saying. But seriously, though, who uh, do you think is going to win? Like, I, I want your predictions. Who okay, do you so think this, is going to either so come out alive is, or going to win? This is going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, here we go. Dan- it took us like Danny, an hour Danny to get to this is, point. Danny's going to have the throne. She's going to sit on it for a good five, ten minutes. Then she's going to get up and go try to go after Sansa. And then in the meantime, you know, Tyrion might come in and try to sit on the throne for a minute and be like, oh, wait, let me go do what I need to do. I need to stop Danny for doing this because it's going to hit him. Oh, wait, Varys was right. I need to make Jon Snow be key. How do I do that? And Tyrion, how are you going to do that? All your people in the city, their connections, they're dead. Your little brothel, dead. Your little place where you drank, dead, gone. So... I don't know what Tyrion's gonna do, but I know he's gonna die. I hope he does something great before he dies. Um, but yeah, Danny's gonna sit on the throne. Then she's gonna leave. Um, honestly, you know, I really thought if we had a good 10 more episodes, I thought, you know, she'll be pregnant, she'll have a kid, that kid would be on the throne. That's not gonna happen. Um, but at the same time, I if John does sit on the throne, I feel like it's going to change things because he's not going to have a seven kingdoms thing. He's going to do a thing again, like how you said, like a democracy thing where each place is their own, um, you know, ruler. And it'll be like seven, seven Kings from seven kingdoms kind of thing. And he's going to make Sansa be the late, like the queen of the North, you know, and then whoever is alive, you know, maybe Sam will be head of Highgarden. I don't know. Wherever his family's from. But even that seems like too nice of an ending. Right. Like, but again, yeah. That, that, but logically, that's what I would be thinking. I, that's my take on it if I had wrote it. But, but, how, but how are you going to kill Danny? Huh. We have Arya. Yes, but like, even so, <clears throat> she has dragons. She has her, her army. Like, you can't just walk okay. her and kill her. It's I'm gonna, gonna it's, faceless man. It's I gonna, get that part, but it's gonna hurt my heart if Arya attempts to do it and then she dies before Danny dies. Oh, I'm gonna be. Oh my gosh! I don't even want to think about it. I'm gonna be like, she tried to complete the task. Now, if Arya attempts and it looks like she didn't, like she's 
like she missed but and she's dying but still managed to kill Danny at the same time as she died oh my gosh okay I would feel better because I was like all I care about is Arya is replacing that name on that list which is Danny and taking out Danny because that's all I care about right now is once Danny's gone then we let everybody else figure out what they need to do because there's a reason why Brienne is still at Winterfell there's a reason why you know, the wildlands went back up. There's a reason for all that. I, that. This is not goodbye. And there's a reason why I, I did not accept ghosts leaving. <laughs> I really want to see ghosts one more time. Um, so, yeah, I I know Danny's going to be on the throne. But after that, I think that throne's going to be destroyed. And I think, you know, John might take leadership, but he's going to destroy that throne because he's going to be like, this throne has caused so much, you know, blood bloodshed and hardship throughout millennia it needs to be gone and and then i don't know but i mean what if john can i don't know if he can get a dragon then it's on then we can have like kind of like a voltron battle of dragons (laughs) he on a dragon she on a dragon because again maybe little things like that of him riding a dragon is preparing us for him getting his own dragon and then he's gonna fight Danny. Wait, and they're all dead. <laughs> what other dragon is there? There's again eighty minutes, cat. <laughs> I don't minutes. know. Eighty I minutes. Mean, it's I can be like, like this much. You know, any, anything is possible. Anything's possible. I'm probably gonna have to watch this last episode twice because I think the first episode I'm gonna be screaming too much. Then I have to watch it the second time while I'm like, uh, that's what happened. Um. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the end, it, it, all that matters is these four last characters is John, Danny, Tyrion, and Arya. Mainly Tyrion, Sansa, and John because they are the main characters of this whole series. Because for the longest, you know, people were saying is A Song of Fire and Ice is about Tyrion. And I was like, because, you know, people were thinking, is he a Targaryen and stuff? Because he is special. We don't know what went what with, with, his, with his mom and stuff. We don't know any of that. So... I mean, if Tyrion, I mean, who knows? Tyrion might be the one that survives everything, and he's writing the story. We don't know. Anything can go, like anything. Because I'm at the point where, where logic stuff in my head, I'm throwing it out the window. It literally, if it's the weirdest, wackiest stuff, that's what's going to happen. So, you know, Tyrion might not die. He might be alive. He might be writing the story. He might be drinking wine, whatever. You know, because he, he did witness a lot, too. And him and Bran had that moment of like, you know a lot about history and blah, 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 blah. So maybe, who knows? They might get together and write together. Bran's telling him and Tyrion's writing. But yeah, Danny's going to be on the throne. That for sure. I know that for sure. So she's not going to die. So you're She's going to die. She's going to be on the okay. throne, but eventually she's going to die. I mean, that. I mean, you can't fit that I mean, in She's the minutes. queen of the ashes right now. There's nothing to rule over. I don't know. Those swords. I mean, did you know Gandalf's sword was in there? It was in the in the seat. Yeah. What are we talking about? Did you Gandalf know Gandalf's sword? What are we talking about the sword from Lord of the Rings. Gandalf's uh-huh. sword. Uh-huh. It's in the it's in the Iron Throne. Like when they made it, they put that in there. It's in there, and you can find it. You have to Google it though. But if you Google Iron Throne and Gandalf's sword, it's it's one of the swords stuck in there. And I was just like, you know, the wizard sword. That seat's not going to be destroyed. The minute we venture into Lord of the Rings, you know the show's over. Well, <laughs> we okay. have gone so it's far like past I, the point of like, no return. It's like when I told you when I saw Battle of Winterfell, I was like, "Oh, Arya killed the Night King because he was he he had the whole." It was it reminded me of the Return of the King with Eowyn 
you know, kills the Nazgul, the king of the Nazgul, because he's like, mm-hmm. no man can kill me. I, I am no man. man. I was like, so these people got, these writers got drunk or high, watched Return of the King. They were like, oh yeah, we'll do that for Arya. I was well, like, I mean, it's hard not to borrow from that. It's such an epic borrow? story with so many. Borrow? You that know was what like, I mean. That was copy. Copy like, paste. It was copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> control guess. control like control c we copied that we pasted it we just changed the story but battle of winterfell was a lot like lord of the rings i mean it was so much like the the battle of helm's deep and the battle the the battle of returning it was like that mixed together so yeah danny throne but dies then who rules Goes after- <sighs> we can't can we do everybody rules <laughs> No, you, you gotta make a prediction. It's gonna be Danny. Like we know this. But if she dies, her, if you're saying die. she dies, someone has to rule after her. Either she rules, dies, and someone's after her, or we go a democracy route. You gotta pick one. You can't have both. You can't be like everyone rules. No, one ruler. John's gonna be in charge, but he's gonna change the whole like ruling thing it's not gonna be me it's gonna be seven people so we can come together because i'm tired of one person ruling everything and people being their feelings winterfield have a person iron islands have a person now that's such know. a drastic change you can't just all of a sudden just break it down like a text john's gonna do that and it's gonna be system like, in place it's gonna be like a voiceover and it's gonna have like an interactive map that's gonna happen it's gonna show us this and we're gonna be like uh you have watched Lord of the Rings too damn much. They it's have, true. They have watched Lord of the Rings too so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that I think you're heavily influenced. I, I know elements have been borrowed, copied, whatever you want to say. From Lord of the Rings. I, I get it. But I don't think that they're going to resort to full-on narration and moving pictures to like illustrate what happens with like democracy suddenly becoming a thing or separate kingdoms like no that's not and, and then my question is right my question is okay so if danny is dead or gone to fight whatever her armies are you know what's left and then if her armies leave who lives in king's landing so it's like whoever is ruling you have no people to rule and whoever's living there is not going to want to live there no more it's like okay everyone that i know is dead i'm moving like i'm moving to somewhere else and like there's nobody in that whole area because like the people in high garden and people in Dorne, you know we're just chilling and so again i really feel like it's gonna be a united ruling thing it's not gonna be like i mean lancers are wiped out they're gone well Tyrion not wiped out Tyrion is he's he got, might die because he's not, he, he's not because, he, Lancer, because he rebelled against Danny and freed Jamie and she, and she and she will know that that's why I said he's gonna die he's gonna have to die from the, he has so many reasons to die because then Braun is after him I don't know Braun might protect him if Braun dies I'm gonna be upset Braun should be living through this whole thing he should because what has what has he done except entertain us the most I don't know. I just, I feel like he's going to die either by Danny. You know what? I will say that. He will die by Danny, either by her hand or by fire or by some way of something leading up from her to lead to his death. But at the same time, he could, you know, possibly live because 
I've never seen Tyrion really, besides getting a scratch on his face, he well, always I mean, was a survivor. He's also the favorite of George R. R. Martin, like, so I don't think right? he will die for that reason, sort of. Unless, I mean, it might be a whole plot change of, like, Arya failing her mission and then Tyrion being the one to finish the job. I don't know. Like, these writers got me so messed up, I'm doubting myself. I'm really mad now. Like, thanks a lot, writers. Like, I don't even know what's gonna, how it's going to end. All the answers I just gave, now I have to cancel that. I don't know now. I don't know now. <laughs> well, on Sunday, we'll find out. I'm actually going to record another another thing with uh, on Sunday night to, like, bookend this episode with, like, we don't know what's happening. Oh, my God, this happened. So, cat. Thank yes. you for coming on Margin Call, your first time. Usually what we would have done was because you're the first time person, you would have gone first, but because of technical issues, you're the third. But y- y- you did more than I thought you could. You took <laughs> it on. You took on everything. And as a fan who not as, not as uh, verbally proficient as you, <laughs> you, I, I you just, did the fandom I just proud. Love- you did Yay! the fandom crowd. Somewhere Arya's going, yeah, girl. All right, I want to thank our guest tonight. I want to thank Amelia. I want to thank Neela. I want to thank Kat for having a really interesting discussion. We we really went beyond the wall on this one. I'll, I'll, I'll give us that. I want to let our listeners know that if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support us, you can head over to our website at kwestonmedia.com and you can you can donate to our cause to help us continue this work so thanks again to our listeners thanks again to our guests and we'll see you next time close on everyone this episode of quest on media's margin call was produced in richmond california